0: to range anxiety we're doing a drive along today we're in the tesla model 3 and i'm driving up the freeway in adelaide or those of you that know it i'm on autopilot and uh those of you that know it know she's a pretty steep old thing and yeah we're just getting a bit confused amongst all the cones and the roadworks at the moment but i'm actually out today so it's going to be noisy jb don't go and change order your bloody brakes again <laughs> check your wheel bearings because i've uh, got noisy tires this freeway's just been resurfaced, so it shouldn't be that bad. But we're actually out today testing some of the product that my company, uh, DTECH EV, makes, uh, which is a nice product. It's all centered around the cooling systems and regenerative braking consequences for the Model 3, Model Y, Teslas, and of course the Model S Raven, a front uh, permanent magnet AC unit. Oh, yeah, it's going to get noisy now because there's bits of road missing, and we'll try and go onto the quieter sections. There you go. Is that better, JB? So yeah, we make a lot of products engineered here. It's a design that we came up with in-house and we're using that good old fashioned um, PC trick or just, well, well, it's an old mechanical trick really of using radial finned cooling systems as, as a heat radiation system. There's a lot of tricky stuff that goes on too. It's not just uh, draw this, it looks nice, make it work. I mean, sure, it's got to look nice. Uh, it's one of our basic design philosophies is that anything that we make or a company makes for a Tesla, it has to be, look perfect. Well, that, you know, I mean, they're a perfect kind of car and they're a space-age car. You don't want to make, like, crap, do you? But more to that, it has to work perfect, too. Um, and, you know, so there's a fair bit of math involved in uh, designing a radial finned cooling system. It's not just, you know, make it look good and that's that. There is actually, like, a whole science behind fin, pitch, uh, depth, spacing, color, Make it work more effectively. Yeah, and we reckon we've got it down pat um, As part of our overall insurance cooling system. So what what I'm doing today is I'm driving up the freeway On autopilot controlling the speed in fact, I just got off autopilot so all the cones. There we go we'll go back on and We're going to have a look at the effect my system has look someone's about to come in front of me now as soon as I do that oh, lovely um, Again, autopilot picked them up we're now in a the 60 mile per hour 100k zone so what we're doing is we're looking at the effect that our cooling products so we're using tesla rad cool clamp we're using a few things that we're back to backing against previous known data that we have we're having a look at the effect that it has on regen braking uh, particularly making it work more effectively and extend its use longer people don't know and again we we, because we use these cars in different applications and make parts for them we get to see a lot of things happen before youtube does like i remember back when we were developing parts for gdrs uh, r35s people never even spoke of a fuel tank surge fuel level surge in them no one simply drove them hard enough around tracks on slicks on them but we were seeing it years earlier so here we go we're seeing problems with regenerative braking um in for long, prolonged periods of time. So what'll happen is that you'll be going downhill, warm day, everything's warm, and uh, regen messages will start coming up on the dash saying regen limited, can't do this anymore, everything's getting too hot, regen will be shut down. Now it doesn't say everything's getting too hot, we presume it's getting too hot. So what do you do when you're looking at an engineering problem and presumptions involved? You get out and you measure the data or the data in this point and thankfully we can do that really 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 effectively in a tesla have a look at it as soon as i get in the cravers it's just it's dry and it's pouring up here in the hills who would, who would figure um we go and measure all of the data and we use um scan my tesla fire and uh aftermarket obd2 link uh, obd2 link and we can look at basically everything that comes up the Tesla CAN bus a lot to do with battery temperature, state of temperature, um, coolant five way angle uh, positions, radiator targets, etc. etc. So, yeah, we can see some pretty cool things, and we're going to be logging all of that today in an attempt to answer the question about how our well parts affect regen braking. I know for a fact that before I even measured this data, it didn't even twig to me to measure this data. Uh, that I wasn't seeing, like the regen problems that I Used to see before we had these products on the car So now I'm going out and I'm validating it for our client in this case unplugged performance the Tesla experts in Los Angeles I'm going out and validating it and uh, Getting them the hard data that we can put in a nice graphical format And here we go we're starting and they can use it for their marketing obviously here we go We're starting the massive long downhill now. I'm stuck behind a huge B double and of course a funny thing is because they don't have regenerative braking the big stupid trucks that we use here big filthy diesel rubbish things uh, uh, They have got to run down here in like a very very low gear because their brakes won't pull them up The the grade goes for that long and it's that fast. So here we go. Now. We're on We're in a 60 kilometer an hour zone because the road works. We're on full regen now and uh, We're gonna watch all of the data yeah, no, when we get Cybertrucks here, it'll be, no well, not Cybertrucks, when we get the Tesla Semi here, it'll be awesome because these trucks will be able to come down this hill at a normal rate using regen and not basically smash into and kill poor innocent people at the bottom as has happened in the past. It actually has happened. And they, they got ploughing through the intersection and the police have to like stop old traffic because these stupid old piles of internal combustion, diesel, junk, uh, under brake and can't stop. Yeah, welcome to Australia. People was say, oh, you don't understand, you don't understand trucks, you don't drive trucks. In fact, you're dead right, I don't drive trucks, and I don't want to drive trucks. But I do know a little bit about the fact that there is a better way, and regen will fix a lot of these problems. So there you go, bear it in mind. We're on full regen now. Hmm. Hard to see data moving at the moment uh, because, a the traffic's so slow be it's such a cold day it's uh 12c up here and we're gonna have to overlay the the charts at the end to just have a look what's in fact going on but that's all part of it right how does regen work in a nutshell i love that saying in a nutshell in a nutcase um regen works essentially by when you put your foot on the gas and it isn't gas because EVs are better than that crap, but when you put your foot on the throttle pedal or the accelerator pedal in an EV, you're putting battery energy into the stator to create as current, which creates a magnetic field, which makes the thing spin. Now, when you get off the accelerator or the throttle pedal, that's still occurring. The energy's not going in from the battery, but there's still magnetic field being generated, which is now reversed back the other way and used charge a battery which in turn slows the vehicle down it's like brakes without having brakes now as in the case of the truck when the uh, brakes get hot they can't stop and because there's energy being shed through those antiquated old braking systems that they have on those trucks it turns into heat heat makes the brakes fade they catch on fire and everyone dies essentially with regen what happens is that the stator gets hot So, all of the cooling systems come into play in the Tesla and our cooling system, which calls transmission oil for the single fixed gear that Tesla run, unbeknownst to most, uh, this oil still goes through cooling passages, channels around the stator and cools the stator. So, any help we can give the gearbox cooling also helps regenerative braking by keeping the stator temp down. Now, we're measuring today just how much. I reckon it's a reasonable amount, but what I reckon and what the data says will be two really really different things. Um why this is important is a well it helps us. Oh look there's a Mercedes EQC. Someone has actually bought one. They can tell all their friends what the transmission tunnel does. Nothing. Doesn't even store batteries. Like the RIMAC does. And we'll get onto the RIMAC later. What an amazing car. Stupid name, but what an amazing car. We'll get onto that later. A bit like REMAC, but nothing like REMAC. We're involved in a couple of, uh, through Powertech tuning, all the cars beeping at me to tell me to touch the steering wheel, so I better. Um, So I'm sitting here talking with my hands into the speaker. We're involved in some highly technical EV projects at the moment. I can't talk about them, uh, but we're in the process of designing our own battery system, our own BMS or battery management system that's fully programmable and we have the right all of the code for like we have a basic framework for it and but to make the BMS do what we need it to do, i.e. cool properly, work properly, charge properly, discharge properly, you know, there's, there's a lot of things. Thermal management, cell balance, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with the BMS. But we're doing this all ourselves um, via uh, the company I'm involved with, Powertech Tuning, and our battery arm, which is, or our energy arm, which has got some very, very smart people working with it called Powertech Energy. That we're making the transition from industrial battery applications for um, commercial use into automotive at the behest or request of a suitably large client. Um, to me, the actual power unit we're using, which is commercially available um, for the application that, that we've got, isn't such a big deal. And the further you delve into designing, listen to this truck, he's going up the hill, we're going down and we've made so far 2% charge which isn't too bad but we're getting very close to the bottom now so yeah we've got up from 74% to 76% the most important thing about an EV as we covered last time or integration is the battery design and the BMS and the BMS the BMS the BMS, the BMS. most most important and the software important 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 you know I have this he does it to me on purpose, but I'm going to call him out here. Tony Ambrosio, better known by his uh, old handle, internet handle of Uncle Tone, uh, likes to call me out on it all the time. He has this horrible old Ford, known as a Landau. It's a yeah, it's a horrible thing, ugly thing. Um, they look like a rapist car. Uh, that's what a, someone I know says. Like, yeah, you know, horrible thing. Anyway, he loves him. And plenty of people do love them just not me i don't love them i don't have to love them but he wants he wanted to go electric with it and uh i said "Well, it's really quite complicated and it's going to cost you a lot of money what do you mean all i need is a mo a battery a motor a controller and a throttle pedal yeah well that's all you do need if you want the thing to like never work right (laughs) you build a one-off and you can put up with the fact that it does 50ks on 50 kilowatts of battery and has no range and basically has no power then you can do that and uncle tony are quite right but you see the devil is in the details with all of this stuff and uh, when people say yeah you know i don't know why they take so long to make these evs and why they're so expensive that's because you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about or what you're looking at um know the the gms and fords and mercedes of this world are struggling terribly trying to get performance and range and everything else and they you know as a rule are generally a bit smarter than a couple of guys in their back shed we like to have think with our power tech group of companies that we're a little bit above uh, the guys in the back shed and we're going at it from a professional level because what we're doing is we've been contracted to do a professional job which may may involve building up to several hundred vehicles which is um a great thing old is with all components and all the bms designed it's a bit of a a, a unilateral um collaboration but all of the engineering coding and design is will be done here in south australia at our on site at our premises which is a pretty cool thing and yeah we will be running these cars all around the world should the project work uh, the way we want it to and i have know it's been a slow haul i have no um i have no qualms about the fact that we'll get this thing over the line but you know what what will kill us as as big daddy elon musk does building one ev is easy going into production is where the hell begins production hell and scalability is the real problem and yeah we're going to run into that he would know he's done it and yeah caused uh, a few sleepless nights at tesla over the years now speaking of which blood days very soon and jay leno has released official data now i was listening to him on spike's car radio podcast and jay was on the phone it was his voice yep 9.247 at 152.09 mile per hour with nhra there to witness it that is the model s plaid it is a big boy it is a hard hitter and it is real now and the delivery event is on june 10 so not long to go what did big daddy say it needed one more week of tweak and they delayed the event by seven days from the third to the 10th but hey you know one more week of tweak not too bad considering this thing is going to be the awesome not just any old awesome the awesome why do people in this state drive so terribly i do not know but anyway one more week of tweak now this has all got the naysay saying oh, I won't do 1.9 without rollout, not uh, to 100 because, you know, uh, the physical limits of tyres and wheels and weight and mass and, and the metabolic structure of duck shit says that this will never work. Now, I'm going to bet my bottom dollar that it does to a 1.999999 without rollout. Yeah, roll out. Remember that terrible thing? Roll out. That thing that uh, every drag strip and every drag time in the world uses that uh, YouTube nerds decided was no longer applicable. Right, that. I'm going to say it can do it. I'm going to say the physics is there. Look at how poor our roads are in Adelaide, you know, and I don't pay any road tax because I've got an EV yet. Um, I'm going to say it's going to do it. And uh, a big slap into the face uh, of these idiots that say 1.9 is not possible on tyres... On a conventional surface yeah matt watson just did like a 1.6 in that rimac jet fighter weapon whatever it is um and yeah on the way to an 8.6 second quarter mile which is a pretty astonishing thing i don't call the rimac a production car i don't really believe it is even though they are apparently homologating it for world markets i bet you it never comes to australia I bet you the Plaid does. So, to me, that's all that matters. The Rimac's beautiful thing, Croatian thing. Uh, it runs, like, it's quoted, like, 1,900 horsepower. Well, the poor old Plaid is only a piss-weak 1,100 horsepower. Yeah, like, get some bowls, Elon. Um, but they do, they, they are, if, if you class the Rimac, of which only 150 being made, 50 are built, and they're delivering, like, they're going to deliver something like, you know, 10 a year or 20 a year or some piffling number like that if you consider that a production car and you can see one in your drive in your driveway for three plus million dollars versus 220k aussie peso or 120k actual us dollar plate in your driveway then good for you but it's funny now if you consider that a production road car that the two fastest production road cars officially over the quarter mile right now you can buy are both evs the Rimac, and the Plaid, at one and two, uh, yeah, so, you got know, that beautiful max 765, or 675, whatever it is, LT, that, you know, it was just an amazing load, like, 9.3 or 9.4 quarter mile time, just bloody awesome thing, if you like, and it's two-wheel drive, which makes its achievements even more awesome, it's bloody awesome if you like that kind of thing, um, it's also about, you know, in half a million dollars here in australia so yeah to me it's just it's a supercar and it's a curiosity a bit like the rimac but it's not a real car you can't put your your kid your dogs your kids (laughs) your kids and your dog um in the car family loaded up with some crap and go away for the weekend and you can do that in a flat in fact they're doing a seven seater option because a model s is essentially a big hatchback not too many people know that but i know that so yeah, how cool will that be? You know, you can go camping in the bloody thing. You can actually have a bed, I think it's called the Dream and that goes in it, so it's a big axe. You can sleep in it, at, at the track, plugged into the wall overnight, uh, wake up in the morning, scratch your balls, yawn, and bang off a flat nine second pass, or near enough to, and get kicked out of the track and sent home for not having a roll cage or a shoot. Which brings me to my next point. I wonder, what's gonna happen there because these cars are now getting so fast. I wonder if a perfectly safe, overbraked, highly aerodynamic, um, massive crash structure zoned plaid is gonna get kicked off every driveway um, driveway drag strip that it runs at because all of the blokes running, and I reckon they are all blokes, suddenly blokes could be that, women are smarter than this. All the blokes running the governing bodies the NHRAs and whatever, and we've got Andra and so on. You know, they like tea buckets and little deuce coops and things that, you know, if they go over a hundred mile an hour, will probably kill you. So their safety rulings are very wide. I reckon anything under, God, I don't even know it's been that long here. I reckon anything in that that low tens or or flat 10 maybe here in Australia, you need a full Andra cage and anything that traps over like 130 or 40 mile an hour needs a chute so yeah we're going into the business of making uh android compliant bolting cages and chute mounts for people that buy plaids no we're not no we'll be working on engineering things not silliness like that but it is really really interesting that they think those parts will actually improve the car now those of you that follow. the plaid on twitter and other places we'll notice that there were actually two spotted with proper structural roll cages in them at laguna seca setting apparently lap records that will be released um obviously at the plaid delivery event on june 10 hopefully unless elon has another brain fart and needs another yet another week of tweak but i think tesla are being sneaky bastards here too, because what tesla are doing uh i believe is by putting these uh, big welded-in cages in the model s for testing i mean you know what's another 50 or 100 kilograms you know on a car that already weighs as much as uh, the qe2 an ocean liner um i believe what they're doing is they're using uh, their sneakiness to stiffen these cars up and actually make them faster under the guise of making them safer so yeah, I'd like to see the difference in what a caged versus non-caged Model S a Plaid can run at Laguna Seca, and I bet you there's more than just a couple of tents in it. Yep, you read it here first. I think there's a bit of sneakiness going on, but hey, it's all about the safety, right guys? Of course it is. <laughs> Been around a bit longer than that. And of course, uh, part of what we've seen at, at Laguna Seca is testing of the Plaid Plus which has been removed from ordering or grayed out from ordering at the moment because I do believe they're waiting for the 4680 battery chemistry next year to make those so that they truly are something super duper special. Um, And yeah, that's been grayed out, but the retractable wing uh, looks to be part of the Plaid Plus armory and it looks to be a great thing. And I'm sure we will see, even though it'll be all about Plaid, I'm sure we're going to hear a little bit more um, about Plaid Plus So now we're almost finished this epicast, and you know I'm going to be up in the middle of the night live streaming, you know, events, so I can fill you all in about it here. But now it's time. I've made it down the hill. I didn't get any regen braking limited. It wasn't a very effective test, really. I didn't like the control set because we were speed limited down the hill by stupid roadworks and terrible South Australian drivers that really seemed to have no idea. So I'll have a look at the data, I'll perform some overlays. If there's anything interesting to report, I'll I'll report it to you once I've written a report for um, the team at Unplugged Performance. But that's what developing product is. Going out, putting the miles on, test, test, gather, tweak, test, tweak, tweak, you know, test again, until you get it exactly where you want it. Now this was an unexpected benefit it's something we didn't initially design for so i'm not going to redesign the product around this regenerative braking feature but it certainly is a cool point and it's something that yeah we'll push the hell out of why not we've got magnetic debris um pickup which the vehicle normally doesn't have we in the filtration system we've got extra capacity of like eight nine percent i believe the number is which is really really cool um we've got the cooling system and the tesla's just yeah nodding its head we've got the actual actual radiant cooling effect so yeah one little part and of course now with increased stator cooling ability allegedly and the data will prove this either way i think we've got a neat little product here so look thanks for joining in today it was a bit of a ramble bit of a waffle but overall that's what range anxiety about we're coming up to 100 episode and i've got some big tough decisions uh, to make as to whether this epicast will continue or not obviously some feedback from you guys and girls that listen would be nice but if you've got anything to say send it to dtech d-t-e-c-h at scnet.com.au and thank you for listening to range anxiety